It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the top flight teams return for the Scottish Cup fourth round. It's game on at Dumbarton after a pitch inspection ahead of the visit of Rangers later. Before we get to that, various Premiership teams out to avoid the embarrassment of a cup shock. Aberdeen are already through and holder Celtic welcome Bucky Thistle tomorrow. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me in the studio, men who've seen a fair few cup shocks in their time, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Could there be a cup shock on the card Spartans against Hearts It's 1-1 Three minutes of added time Have just been put up On the electronic board How much the Hearts miss Superman Lawrence Shankland He's not in the squad today He is apparently ill And they are suffering without him It's 1-1 The Scottish Cup As will be the case at every tie today The Scottish Cup does not respect your stature the league you play in, if you come up short on the day, you may very well be out on your ear. And Hearts are looking at extra time. Yeah, we love the fourth round of the Scottish Cup when the big teams come in and we all love an underdog story and where the shock is going to be wasn't to be for Clyde last night. We've got another 14 fixtures today and then one tomorrow that no one can foresee a shock in that. But there might be one or two along the way today, like you said, starting with Spartans v Hearts that's currently ongoing in 1 1. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a shock. In oh, this. no, reverse that. <laughs> Take that back Carbs have snatched it It is heartbreak For the Spartans 92 minutes On the clock And it looks like Hearts will go through And not have to face An extended afternoon Against their city rivals Frankie Kent Doesn't score too many But he takes the applause Of his team Anyway We park that for now Gordon Because whether it happens here Or not Or whether there are any shocks at all We still absolutely love This weekend of the Scottish football calendar Yeah as a supporter As a player As someone involved in uh, football The Scottish Cup special Gordon All the rounds You want to get into the next round The excitement of Sitting there watching the draw live To see who you're going to get You want to go as far as you possibly can In the competition We will get a shock somewhere Of that there's no doubt And I think there's plenty of terrific games this afternoon Yes strap yourselves in Because this weekend rarely disappoints In terms of drama and talking points So you can stay in touch all afternoon on Twitter I'll give you the nod later on uh, When we look to open those phone lines We can look back on last night's game We've got games to preview tomorrow It's all set against the backdrop of the transfer window as well What more could you want? Clyde won Super Scoreboard here until 6 o'clock The top flight teams are back from their warm weather training camps The winter break is a thing of the past And it is full steam ahead into Scottish Cup fourth round weekend It does look like Hearts are about to join Aberdeen in tomorrow night's draw And then after that a whole host of exciting games There was a bit of pitch inspecting to be done at Dumbarton As I mentioned in the headlines that has been passed. Rangers game there will go ahead as planned later on this afternoon. But before we do any of that, some fantastic fixtures to get through in the three o'clock games. Let's start with Motherwell against Aloha. David Friel. Where's Andy Halliday? That's the question everyone's asking. Well, I'll start by telling you, Gordon, that the Andy Halliday bench cam has moved to Motherwell 
But to be fair to Andy, I think it's only a matter of time before he becomes a regular in the Firth Park team. Motherwell's January signing. He's straight into the squad 24 hours after completing his move from Hearts. Good move for both parties, I think. I'm sure he's likely to make his debut at some point today. Andy will bring energy, experience, quality, enthusiasm. I'm sure he'll help the likes of young Lennon Miller, who's back on the bench today. Good news from Motherwell. And a couple of weeks of difficult news. Adam Montgomery's also arrived. I said that was the kind of good news for Stuart Kettlewell, but it's been a difficult couple of weeks for Motherwell. Brody Spencer, the called by Huddersfield, Callum Slattery ruled out for the season. Then Mika Beres surprisingly recalled by Arsenal to go to Sturm Graz. I was out here on Thursday morning seeing Stuart, and I don't think I've ever seen a manager look more disappointed and a bit shocked to lose a player as he was that day. He's also without Ollie Shaw, John Obika, Dan Casey and Shane Blaney today, and that means Motherwell have only one fit striker in their squad in Theo Bear. He's in form, but he's going to have to do the legwork today, Theo Bear. Against the backdrop of that inspired Taylor Swift public appeal for investment by the Murrowell board, it's just been a series of disappointments for Stuart Kettwell, but he's going to have to shake it off, if you pardon the pun, and get back to business with a really tricky-looking cup tie against a good Alloa team. League One side of a difficult season, they lost manager Brian Rice to Levy, but they replaced him with Andy Graham, a club stalwart, but they currently sit fifth in League One, unbeaten in the last six, are playing quite well just now, they have massive experience. Like Sir Scott Taggart, Stephen Scoogle, Connor Salmon, along with some talented kids like young Quinn Coulson and Taylor Stephen, who is in loan from St Johnston. Motherwell, I was quite surprised at this. They've only met Alloa 12 times in their history and they've never lost in 90 minutes against them. However, the last meeting came in August 1996 in a Coca-Cola Cup tie at Fair Park and Alloa won in penalties after a 0-0 draw. They were a third division team at that time. Motherwell were a Premier League team, so I'm sure the Wasps will be dreaming of a repeat of that today. I'll go through the teams. Motherwell looks like a 3-4-2-1. Liam Kelly in goal, Stephen O'Donnell, Bevis Mugabe and Paul McGinn. Now Motherwell have shaped up that Adam Montgomery, who's a left-sided player, is going to be playing right wing-back, so I'll take their word for it. Callum Butcher, Davos Drafkowski and Georgie Gent. Harry Payton and Blair Spittle in behind Theo Bear, Oxborough, Maguire, Halliday, McDermott, Wells, Luca Ross, Max Ross, Williamson and young Lennon Miller. Great to see him back, make up the subs. As for Aloha, just looking through our team just now, PJ Morrison, he's, he's in goals. He spent about a decade at Motherwell as a kid. Scott Taggart, David Mackay, Morgan Neal, Cammy O'Donnell, Stephen Harrington, Curtis Roberts, Taylor Stevens, Stephen Scoogle, Quinn Coulson and Connor Salmon up front. The subs for Aloha are Ogaye, Deveni, Colley, Donnelly, Vertinen, Roy, Buchanan, John Robertson and Josh DeBio. The referee is John Beaton and there is no VAR. Are you at the venue of the Scottish Cup fourth round shock? David Field, there's usually one people always try and identify it. You look at top flight teams that aren't flying, you look at lower league teams going there. Any chance where you are? I, I, I don't think so, but Motherwell's striking crisis has made me fear from a tiny bit if they don't go off to a good start. You know, Conor Wilkinson was also sold in the window. They've lost Beret. You know, they don't have Albika, they don't have uh, Ollie Shaw. So it's going to be Theo Bear. They're obviously missing Callum. So, you know, Mullerwell have got a lot of problems right now. I think Stuart Kettlewell wants to get at least another couple of players in, probably three or four in before the window. I think they should have too much just about for Alloa today. But Alloa, as I said, they've got experience, they've got youthful players. They will make it hard for Mullerwell today. Chances of a shock in Lanarkshire Well, David Frio just delivered the, the least convincing uh, I don't think so uh, uh, So therefore he's not ruling out the possibility And when I saw the pained expression on your face, Gordon Duncan When the number of injuries was read out There has to be a possibility I only regret 
That Motherwell did not approach Joni Mitchell Instead of Taylor Swift Because <laughs> I don't know any Taylor Swift songs <laughs> And David Frio Stuck in a Taylor Swift song there. I just wanted to say Motherwell I've asked Joni Mitchell She sent a big yellow taxi for Andy Halliday <laughs> Any chance of a shock there uh, for abs- you? Absolutely not really? uh, no. That confident? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm very confident And I know the problems they've got up front But I think they've got enough um, They should have enough Gordon It's at Fur Park If you're uh, Aloha then you're maybe thinking Oh this could be tricky in the pitch They're away from home Their form hadn't been that great this season They've lost their striker Slattery's out But no I think for part Perfect pitch Motherwell should have plenty in the tank to win that I think when you look at the previous two games That Motherwell played Away Easter Road At home to Livingston Theo Bear And amongst the goals I'd be a, a lot more concerned as a Motherwell fan if he wasn't there and you're kind of got a makeshift striker up there, I think they're in a better place than they were about four or five weeks I ago. Go back to that Spartans Sports game. You know, they've, exactly. just, they've just got through uh, Hearts and the look on Stevie Naismith's face told the full story. He was disgusted by what he had witnessed for 95 minutes and Frankie Kent has got him out of jail and that's how much, you know, if you don't have your top man, that's how much Hearts miss him and... Motherwell will miss Beareth and then some. Yeah, but it's a fur park, you. I think there's a difference. Going there, a tricky, that's always got to be tricky on the pitch. They'll make it stuffy. They got a terrific goal, gives them great confidence. Yes, I would probably say Hearts were well below par and poor, and I don't think Stephen Naismith will be happy. But you're looking at Alawa going to fur park. I know Motherwell's problems But surely still got enough Spoken like three men Who were not scarred As five year olds By that <laughs> penalty shootout Defeat in the Coca-Cola Cup <laughs> That David Friel mentions uh, A little bit of symmetry In this one We know there are lots of links Between Motherwell and St Mirren In terms of personnel Alawa and Queen of the South Played each other In League One last weekend So you can see the similarities In terms of uh, level uh, And the man for that occasion There is Fraser Wishart Yes, I am here watching St Mirren, one of my old teams against Queen of the South. One of my old teams was Motherwell, Gordon, that game you spoke about. I actually played in that game, so still got the scars and the memories from that defeat on penalty kicks to Allah when I was playing for, for Motherwell. But uh, conditions here are perfect, to be honest with you. Tam Doherty, the, the groundsman, he was here when I played, has uh, got the ground and good nick after all the bad weather. Wind's getting a wee bit stronger, though, and it will be stronger, so hopefully it won't ruin a game because, of course, on paper... The Premiership club against a League One club, St Mirren should progress into the fifth round. This is a type of game that could be tricky for St Mirren. The Premiership, they're happy to be compact, organised, hitting the break, use the pace of the strikers. But today it will be Queen of the South that will do that. They'll drop off and allow Saints possession, deny them space in behind. So the expectations will be on the home side to be creative with plenty of the ball. And Queen's are also a full-time club, so they'll be organised and they'll be fit. So up to the likes of Kilty, I mean Menemen and the wing-backs to really be essential to create those those chances for the strikers and Queen's have been playing with a number of players with experience at a high level. Josh Todd played here at Simon for a season, Dundee Falkirk, Marvin Bartley's used alone. Market to bring in a couple of young lads from Hibs and St Johnson, Oscar McIntyre and Alex Ferguson of course. A man well known to listeners, Effie Ambrose plays today in the middle of the back three, still playing away and all credit to him for dropping down to, to that kind of level. I saw Stephen Robinson quoted is saying his side will have to be on their game to get through, and of course he is correct. Since Saints play close to their best, they'll win comfortably, but if they drop their level of performance, this could be a bit of a tricky game for them. I actually don't see a shock for them. I think they'll win by a couple of goals. I think there'll be a few goals here, so I'm actually looking forward to this game of football. For St Mirren, uh, team news is that they've made four changes out go 
uh, Olisanya, who's suspended because he got a red card against Celtic three weeks ago. Richard Taylor got a red card against Celtic last season in the Scottish Cup, so he's suspended. Ryan Flynn and Mika Mandron dropped to the bench. In come a younger McMenamin, Buomo for his uh, first start, and Quan, the Celtic on loan player, makes his debut for St. Mirren. So they go 3 4 3. Zach Hemmings in goals, Marcus Fraser, Alex Gogic, and James Bolton at the back. Elvis Buomono. Uh, Hieku Kwon, Colin Bowden-Boyce and Scott Tanzer in the midfield with three up front, Conor McMenamin, Jonah Ayunga and Greg Kilty. The subs for St Mirren, Peter Minsky, Ryan Flynn, Mikkel Mandron, Charles Dunn, Stavna Manny, Lewis Jimison, even Evan Mooney, Ethan uh, Sutherland and Callum Penman for Queen of the South. They also make four changes, McKechnie, Guffey, Hutchison and McIntyre drop to the bench and come skipper Paul Mackay, Doherty, Gibson and Bryden. They'll look like a 3-4-1-2 formation. Harry Stone in goals. Back three, Kyle McClellan, Effie Ambrose and Paul Mackay with Cammy Logan, Alex Ferguson, Josh Todd and Lewis Gibson across the middle. Lee Connolly, very talented, number 10. In behind the two strikers, Jack Bryden and Kyle Doherty. The subs for Queen of the South. Gordon Bottrell, Kieran McEchnie, Craig McGuffey, Jacob Hutchison, Oscar McIntyre, Ross Irving, Ewan Ross, Ben Johnson and Harvey Walker and the referee today. A man who's a lot of controversy over the year with Barb, but he's on his own today, Nick Walsh. Looking forward to that Temptation to make today's fixtures All about Clyde One Super scoreboard Is a big one Andy Halliday's debut perhaps Can the Palmerston Pep cause a shock there uh, Oh, For looking at shocks In terms of teams on various Different trajectories What about Livy Wraith Rovers Dave Galloway Yes indeed Gordon A very intriguing Scottish Cup tie uh, Lies ahead As Livingston Adrift at the bottom Of the Premiership Welcome Wraith Rovers Who of course Are championship Titled challengers And it looks like Some mind games Between the two managers In the lead up To this game uh, Livy's Davy Martindale Claiming Wraith Are just as big A club If not bigger And with a bigger budget Opposite number Ian Murray um, Called that Gamesmanship That he would take With a pinch of salt on paper it looks set up to be a close hard fought contest Livingston I could tell you make uh, five changes in come Shamal George Christian Montano Stephen Kelly Mo Sangari and Michael Nottingham out drop uh, Jack Hamilton Ao Obelai Tom Parks Stephen Bradley and James Penrice so Shamal George in goals at the back uh, Mikey Devlin Michael Nottingham and Mo Sangari across the middle uh, Jamie Brandon Andrew Shinney Jason Holt and Christian Montano with Stephen Kelly and Scott Pittman playing off Curtis Guthrie who leads the attack the subs for Livy McGovern Donnellan Anderson Mackay Penrice Leddingham Culbert and Lowell. Now, Wraith, they make changes to three of them. In come Kevin Dabrowski, Ross Millen and Calm Smith. Out drop Andy McNeil, Dylan Corr and Dylan Easton. So, Kevin Dabrowski in goals. Across the back, uh, Josh Mullen, Ross Millen, Scott Brown and Liam Dick. The sitting midfielders, Sean Byrne and Kyle Turner. Then we've got Aidan Connolly, Lewis Vaughan and Callum Smith with Jack Hamilton leading the attack. Subs for Wraith this afternoon. McNeil, Thompson, Murray, Gullen, Cor, Easton, McGill, Hannah and Masson. And your match referee is Grant Irvin. Shock there. What the well, chances? David Martindale's, you know, trying the psychological trick mm. of saying Wraith are a bigger club than we are, but they're, they're, they're equal in the stature because both have won a major trophy in their time. Wraith, thanks to Gordon Diel and nobody else uh, oh, he'll be telling Wraith are bigger than Livy Are they not? But Livy also oh, massive. They're better players Livy also have that Major trophy So 
Uh, there's not that much between them. Mm. Livy are bottom yeah. of the Premiership and Wraith are second top of the Championship. That means for me, they are equal. Yeah. And Wraith, I think, will beat them. I would say that any time it's from a different division, it is a shock. There are scales mm. of shock. It can be a small one, a big one, somewhere in between. But you would take Hugh's point. That's not massive. Like they're not no. going to be you know, writing into the record books. But for, for our... By our definition on here If it's from a different division it, it, It's a shock Even if it's a small one Would you Is it possible there? Uh, yes certainly possible I, I've got that one marked down On my list For a possibility um, When you look at what's Going on this season At Livingston Struggle to score goals Struggle to mm. keep the ball At the back of the net And you look at Wraith How they've played Attacking football You know Always seem to go To the 90th minute Got a habit of scoring Late on in games You would fancy them Certainly to score there today Yeah there's potential there For an upset um, no, I'm not going with that I don't think uh, much more can go wrong For Livy and David Martindale I think in the last few weeks um, Wraith have went off the boil a little bit You've got to say in their league campaign uh, Livy at home I think it's so important to keep that uh, Cup run going for them Try to create some um, money As they obviously need Gordon To try and bring in one or two faces So I see that as a big game I think it'll be a difficult game But I see Livy winning that mm, Okay we'll keep an eye on that one Very quickly St Mirren Queen of the South I didn't ask you that Fraser Wishart said he doesn't think There's any danger Quick Well it'll be 1-0 we'll after 10 minutes To St Mirren Then I'm hoping that the big man can produce <laughs> Home win Home win Home win for me as well right, Okay 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 There's an old premiership tie Between Kilmarnock and Dundee Which Roger Hanna's watching yeah, and I know what you mean, Gordon, about you know the shock from one division to the other, and this is the only all Premiership tie of the the fourth round. But I think this could be game of the day. I was here between Christmas and New Year, a terrific two-two draw and a sensational finish. It was one 0 to Dundee after 85 minutes. It was two-one to Kelly after 93, and it finished two-two after 95. And it was the second two-two draw between these teams this season, which means I'm probably going to be sent for extra time and penalties here at rugby park this afternoon. With Kelly fourth and Dundee seventh, they've no real relegation worries. So why not? set their radar in Scottish Cup success. Kelly haven't won the Cup since 1997. Derek McInnes hasn't won it since he was a player at Rangers in 99. And he's added to his squad this week. Greg Stewart, a former Dundee player, is back for a second spell at Kilmarnock. And he starts on the bench this afternoon after returning from India. A blow for Kilmarnock, though. They've lost first-choice goalkeeper Will Dennis. He is injured. And with youngster Aidan Glavin Cup tied, it means it's a first Kilmarnock start for Kieran O'Hara, who was signed from Colchester last summer. And just this morning, McInnes has signed the Australian international goalkeeper, Mark Berigitti, on a seven-day emergency loan from Dundee United. And he goes straight onto the bench against Dundee, his city rivals this afternoon. Tony Doherty, he was McInnes' number two, of course, for last season's run to the quarterfinals, where they lost up in Inverness. Uh, they've been to the quarterfinals of the Viaplay Cup this season come on and we eager for more success indeed they've not won the cup since back in 1910 but they were finalists under friend of super scoreboard Jim Duffy in 2003 and for those listening to our version of the chase on Thursday night Lorenzo Amoruso scored the winner for Rangers that day does um, they went out indeed went out the via play cup at the group stage they missed every single penalty they were beaten by St Mirren at this stage in a shootout last year but they did reach the quarterfinal a couple of years ago when they, they lost at home to Rangers they have got four newcomers in the squad today Dara Costello starts he's on loan from Burnley after spending the first half of the season at St Johnson and there's three more newcomers on the bench Curtis Main also back from India is on the bench along with new signing Ryan Astley who signed a two and a half year deal from Everton and Owen Dodgson another loan signing from Burnley so just quickly to get through the teams Kelly Kieran O'Hara 
as we say in gold, back three, Lewis Mayo, Joe Wright and Stuart Finlay. Across the middle, Danny Armstrong, Rory McKenzie, David Watson, Liam Polworth and Matty Kennedy. And up top, Marley Watkins with the skipper, Kyle Vassell. On the bench, Birigitti and Daba and Dees, Murray, Cameron, Davis, Stuart, Donnelly and Mackay Stephen. As for the D, well, they go with Adam Legstons in goal. It's a back three, Jordan McGee, Joe Shaughnessy and Lee Ashcroft. Midfield, Ryan Howley, Josh Mulligan, Mosella. Luke McCowan and Dara Costello in debut and up top it's Scott Tiffany with Amadou Bakayoko on the bench Harrison Sharp the goalie who's been recalled from Dunfermline three potential debutants Dodgson, Astley and Main plus Cameron, Robinson, Riley, Robertson and Boateng the referee is Don Robertson and we don't have VAR at Rugby Park today Gordon that was Anne Hegarty reporting from Rugby Park fresh Special from guest big today. appearance in the quiz <laughs> on Thursday night you've got really. to say the amount of people that says to me Anne was absolutely brilliant Thursday night <laughs> looking we well got, I can't believe we got a quizzer of her calibre on, how on our small budget show how I can get any of the jeans I'll never know but well done anyway. uh, no, I think that'll be a good game this afternoon uh, draw the last time obviously um, cup tie I think that could be an extra time job mm, We'll soon see now Quite often at this stage On a Saturday We look back On the week's biggest Talking points But we've got so much Scottish Cup action That is the week's Biggest talking point It feels like We'll look at some Of the other fixtures And some of the subplots That have come out Of the fixtures already Today Certain pieces of team news That may be of interest We'll do that next Action as it happens your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, and Hugh Keevens are in the studio. We've got the top team out and about its Scottish Cup fourth round weekend. One of the best days in the Scottish football calendar, it has to be said. The guys in here don't seem too convinced about any shocks. Fraser Wishart said you didn't think you would get one between St Mirren and QOS. Uh, can you see one elsewhere? What's your what would your top prediction be? I, I think like the guys. I think uh, I think the game Motherwallowa has got a wee bit tricky. If, uh, Mother don't score an early goal. Um, I'm also also think that Patrick Thistle might beat Ross County. That would be my pick. I just think that uh, saw Thistle last week. One of the very best, but they've got something about them. They're strong at the back. Like lad Lewis Nielsen who plays uh, plays at centre back as well for he's on loan from Hearts looks really really good as well and you know just you don't know what you're going to get from Ross County these these days so that's probably the, the, the two for me although maybe Airdrie and St Johnson you know Airdrie I've got a reputation I haven't seen them but people tell me they're a, a very good footballing team so that may be one on on that pitch as well but uh, to be honest with you I don't think would Thistle beating Ross County be a massive shock that's that's probably the one for me Motherwell I think will scrape through but I don't really see any other big shocks in, in the car today that would require Partick Thistle your employers Mark Wilson not being scarred by the memory oh, of Dingwall yeah. from the end of last season but should that be one we're looking at again it falls into that category not trying to say it would be some massive shock who could it be but it, it would be a shock because they're in different divisions that's just the way it goes yeah well they certainly have a chance the way that they've played particularly going forward this season Partick Thistle this is you know they score a lot of goals Brian Graham been there done it been at Ross County of course so he knows how to score goals with, with the, the, the guys on the wing for Thistle creative yes they've got a chance but Derek Adams made some signings over the break and you wonder if they'll go straight back into the team so it will be a fiercely competitive game that one but I'm not too sure I don't yeah. think Patrick Thistle should be scarred by the memory I think they should be absolutely driven by the memory they should want to go up there and it's payback time 
I'm not sure I, I, Well maybe that's the difference Between players and fans I've seen a lot of fans On social media Saying they'd quite happily Have never ever Gone to Dingwall Ever again In the rest <laughs> well, of their I, lives I know the first team Have changed hotels They're not staying at the Is same Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know Bad yeah. Omen Bad yeah. Omen yeah you They've changed the, the place They're staying that's, last night That's nothing new I don't think Particle win that game I think Ross County mm. home advantage a little too much. Just going to pick f- the favourites in every game and, and just so just far I have. That yeah, that's the way it's, it goes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I've got my shot. Hold on a minute. He, he said there'll be a couple of shots yeah, at the no, top of the show. Up. Rangers. Oh, Brora, I'll beat Cole. Ah, well, yeah. It's off. It's yeah. off. <laughs> Man, that'll be good. I can't wait. <laughs> He's been working on that joke all weekend but, as well. No, Mr. No, I know. <laughs> he's had the comedy festivals on in a couple of weeks. Mr. Research. His research uh, is always impeccable. Oh, I didn't say when. I said they will uh, you be. You know what I mean? Though. I'm giving you inside info about hotels being changed and uh, you're yeah, hitting out that have been off for six I'm hours. Interested. Roger Hanna rates the chances of Partick Thistle, Ross County. I tend to agree with Daz for the first time ever. I think I'm not too sure there will be too many shocks today. I think home advantage for Ross County will probably see them through. Uh, and the same could be maybe be said for, for Livingston as well because I saw Wraith last week at Kirkcaldy. Um, they started brightly against Queen's Park but they just really fell away. And I noticed Dylan Easton isn't starting today. He is behind so many of the great attacking moves. I just wonder if Livy will, will, will see that through. And maybe the only Premiership casualty will be either Kelly or Dundee down here at Rugby Park. There's one that I think I personally have overlooked. I think Reese McCabe, the job he does at Airdrie, puts St Johnston in peril uh, as the visitors to Airdrie this afternoon. You know, you get the youngest manager in the SPFL against the oldest. Uh, Craig Levine has done a fine job of stabilising St Johnston since he took over from Stephen McLean, but this is different. This is not a stable. Stabilisation job This is survival This is the cup And I would just wonder If St Johnson might not Make it back th- to Perth Still in so the I competition Can't uh, tempt you in on that one Former director uh, of football at I'm, I'm going to say I think it'll be difficult If you'd uh, looked at that fixture Six, seven weeks ago Whenever Before Craig Levine went And I would agree Wholeheartedly with you Hugh I think they'll just edge it The Saints yeah, I mean, like we said, we can only pick so many featured games. There are loads in the cup, some in featuring Premiership teams we've not even mentioned. Um, again, it, are they all in almost a, a similar bracket then for you, Roger? Where I don't suppose Hibs are going to love an afternoon in Forfar at this time of year. No offence to the lovely people of Forfar. Jim Duffy was telling us last night just how small the changing rooms are and what the surroundings are going to be like. But none of that enough to make you think Nick Montgomery's side could struggle. No, I don't think so. It will be a culture show. Mm. Hibs are just back from their warm weather training camp in Dubai and sent Saint Street to Station Park where they'll, they'll come up against a fourth side that includes a defender by the name of Roberto Inditi who has just come back from the Ivory Coast where he was in the Tanzania provisional squad for the African Cup of Nations. Didn't make the cut. Had to come back from the Ivory Coast via Ethiopia to... Forfa and we'll take on Hibs this afternoon so that is the romance of the cup for you but I think um, I think Spartans will maybe be the story of the day just for taking hearts the other Edinburgh side so deep into added time uh, yeah I mean you look through the rest in terms of you know Celtic Bucky's a sizeable gap in terms of tiers Inverness Broomhill you know, it's a, it's, yeah. Again I'm not suggesting it as a shock I'm just putting it out there as a fact That it's, it's quite a difference in the, the level That they play at Could Kelty Harps do something at Somerset this yeah. afternoon? Yeah. Again, manager I'm not talking t- massive But yeah different divisions yeah. And yeah. 
Right, okay. I'd I think it'd be a point. shock if Broomhill get a goal. There you go. There we go. Um, Morton Montrose just trying to work our way around the games that haven't had a bit of attention. Bonnie Rig Rose against Falkirk as well. So, um, going to be a fin- fascinating card. Of course, the Barton Rangers is later on. Aberdeen are through. They were through last night. Hearts joined them, as the guys have already told you, only just. A Frankie Kent header in the 92nd minute to get beyond Spartans who thought they'd maybe taken it. The distance, thanks to a wonderful James Cregan volley, uh, Kenny Vargas's header early on had put Hearts in front, and none of that is actually as important as the fact, Roger Hanna, that a certain Lawrence Shankland wasn't anywhere to be seen. Now Stephen Naismith says it's perfectly understandable. He's ill. He's not been training. He's been told to stay away, and that is that. But come on, this is Scottish football. There is a large percentage of people are not interested in the real explanation. Uh, well, I think he actually has it. Dicky Tommy, as they say in the business, Gordon, he's missed training a couple of days at the end of the week. It was always unlikely to be involved today simply because he had missed so much training. Um, I don't really read too much into it. Listen, he might not be a hard player by the end of this window, but I, I don't think today's development really would, would contribute to that. Um, I'm more interested in the sort of chat about the contract offer Andrew McKinley the Hearts chief executive making big play on the club's channels earlier this week about how lucrative a deal that is Um, I'm not too sure the Shanklin camp necessarily agree with Mr McKinley's take on the contract offer I would be astonished if Lauren Shanklin signed the contract offer Um, he's in a very good place professionally and personally at the minute and I think Lauren Shanklin will hang on this window, or the next window, or the next window, and just see what's there for him. Because the next contract, as I said in the show before, Gordon, the next contract of Lawrence for Lawrence Shangland will be the biggest and last of his career. Yeah, I mean, Fraser Wisher, as Roger Hanna says, he probably is unwell, but that won't stop Scottish football uh, pundits and fans saying, ah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, how convenient. It's, it's so difficult to, to know what's going on with Lawrence's situation and uh, he's the, the player and the focus in this window. There's always one or two that are under that real focus because there's so much information and misinformation and rumours and half-truths and people spinning things as well. Roger and David, the journalists know, they always get this, people want to put their side of the story. It's an interesting tactic by Hearts, I thought, to Andrew McKinley to come out publicly and talk about transfer talks. That's not usually something that players really relish, so I don't know if that was a, a design to just try and just let the fans know or to try and pressure, pressure Lawrence, but Lawrence has got his own advisors, he'll know his own situation. I, I agree with Roger, I, I think he'll still be a Hearts player at the end of the end of this window, because um, Hearts will want to keep him because they've got Europe, if they finish third, then it's worth about three to four million pounds in Europe next year. We know that the, the, the situation there so you know Lawrence Shanklin staying gives him a far far better chance than, than, than him going so I think it would take a, a substantial offer for him to go just now he'll also want to play football he want to get his, his place in the Scotland squad as well so uh, he wants to play in the Euros and if he does go to the Euros and does something then all of a sudden the world says Oyster with one year left on his, his contract so I, I, my gut feeling it's only a gut feeling I have no inside knowledge in the Lawrence situation my gut feeling is that he'll still be a Hearts player at the end of this window yeah, I mean, as the guys have said, you need to be a proper cynic to your core to think there was more to this. Um, Hugh Evans, what's your thoughts on it? He is apparently ill. <laughs> uh, but I think today offered visual evidence of hearts without Lauren Shankland, and it's not a pretty sight. Stephen Naismith, when the winning goal went in, deep into time, added on, 
didn't even celebrate because he knows that he can't come out of there saying, yeah, we were fine without Lawrence because they weren't. And that is their problem. If they were to lose Lawrence Shankland this window, the remainder of their season will be a bumpy ride. You might be the most cynical person I know, just for, for what it's worth. Um, but anyway, another... Story developing from that game I suppose Roger Hanna was Craig Gordon played Now that can be One of those situations Where He's going to get the cup games And Xander Clark will stay in But if it's the start of Craig Gordon's run Back as Hearts number one At the expense of Xander Clark That's a huge story in the making For both club and country Yeah and it's a huge decision For Stephen Naismith going forward It didn't surprise me You know a lot of teams Change their goalkeeper for the cup. You know, Dundee here this afternoon, Trevor Carson's getting rested and Adam Legsons is coming back into the team. So it's not unusual for managers to, to change goalkeepers in the cup competition. The real crux now will be Tuesday night when Hearts are at home to Dundee in the Premiership. Does Xander Clark come back in or is this Craig Gordon back in the team? I know Michael McGovern, the third choice goalie, was allowed to go out to Livingston on loan yesterday. So it's going to be Gordon and Clark or Clark and Gordon for the remainder of the season and not only is it a big decision from a Hearts point of view but you would think it's a big decision from a Scotland point of view because I would think only one of them will be in the Euro 2024 squad and it will be the one who finishes the season with the Hearts gloves Can you read anything into today David Friel or, or does it need to be Tuesday as Roger says? I think this was always a game where Craig Gordon was going to come back uh, Gordon, I think that was kind of almost penciled in um, as his, his milestone. But uh, I thought it was really interesting to hear Stephen Naismith yesterday say that he feels he can keep both happy. I completely disagree. I think both will want to be number one every single week. Forget this cup games type stuff. I think Xander Clark will feel he deserves to stay as number one. Craig Gordon, I don't think I've ever met a more headstrong, self-confident footballer in my life than Craig Gordon. He will feel that he's back now and he should be number one, given everything he's done in his career and his status, etc. So I don't think he can keep both happy. I think he's going to have to make a call. I don't think he can go down the route of Mikel Arteta trying to kind of keep David Ray and Aaron Ramsdale happy. I don't like moving goalkeepers about. For me, it has to be one or the other. It's a huge, huge call for Stephen Naismith. Hearts are through, despite all of that. Aberdeen are through as well. Did you enjoy that last night, or did you watch the Traitors instead? Uh, done a bit of both. Thought you might. Yeah, I mixed up a little yeah. bit. First half, and then flicked just over not, for Just traitors. not grabbing you the same. Uh, I wasn't feeling the love. Nah, right, OK. We'll <laughs> go back around the grounds of our featured games next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Top team round the grounds looking forward to some Scottish Cup football this afternoon. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans are here in the warmth of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard studio. Let's go back to some of our featured games. Let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell ahead of Motherwell Alloa. What I have to do is make sure the players understand what the mentality is going to be from that dressing room from Aloha, how they're going to come and how they're going to try and play, how they're going to try and upset us, how they're going to try and change the mood in this place. Um, and it's only us that can control that. If, if we allow that situation to happen, then it becomes a, such a difficult day. It becomes a really difficult day. Look across the country this weekend. There's going to be lower league clubs that, that, that do that all over the place and make it really difficult. Um, so again, if I'd never been in those shoes, I would be maybe sitting here having a different conversation with you but I absolutely know what that feels like and what the mentality is even now what those players will be thinking and what the manager will be thinking That's why the structure the scheduling of our season David makes this game or these games so fascinating because obviously it's all about cup progression that's like the, the main aim of the day but fans of all the games turning up wanting to see new signings for the first time will Andy Halliday make his debut off the bench who returns from injury after the break you know in the form of 
Lennon Miller Adam Montgomery's in from the start And then maybe on the other side What's lacking What needs to be added It's going to be a real interesting period for Motherwell isn't it? Yeah 100% I mean I think Stuart Kettlewell When we spoke to him the other day said He basically didn't take a break at all Obviously Motherwell did get a, probably a week off But he just you know, had his head down working Trying to get that squad together And you know, I think he sees the next couple of weeks has been crucial for the rest of Motherwell's season. I mean, you look at the injury list and the players he's lost, I think it's it's no wonder. Um, he obviously touched on it there in terms of the upsets. He was involved in so many big upsets while at Ross County. I think he beat Celtic two or three times, things like that. So he knows the mentality Allo will have. He knows exactly what they're going to try and do. So I think for Motherwell, it's all about, all about being as professional as possible. And he's going to look at his established players, his senior players today, Gordon. If you look at the bench, I touched on earlier on, I think there's six 17-year-olds in the bench. So Andy Halliday's a babysitter as opposed to a substitute today. Um, Stuart Kettlewell really will need the likes of Blair Spittle, guys like that, Paul McGinn, Theo Bay, Harry Payton, all these guys to really step up for him and, and get the job done. Yeah, and listen, if it's getting a bit boring, Andy Halliday's brilliant at the <laughs> full-time teaser. So he mm. can just you know get some of the questions out and... Try and educate everybody on the bench. I'll be disappointed if he's not listening. How excited are you? Just think of oh, the number. Wait to come see him. You're going to be straight on him for training gear, oh, strips, anything that yeah. you can possibly you know get what? for free. Do you know, I know where they train. Obviously, it's not too far from me. I'm going up to heckle him. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he's on the pitch. I wouldn't like to heckle him when he's sitting watching the training. I don't know why Stuart Kettlewell has to. Great clip from him, but. A player's too stupid to work it out for themselves. The Aloha will come there and look for a cup shock. And, you know, Stevie Hamill lost to Wraith Rovers in the Scottish Cup, and that brought in Stuart Kettlewell as the manager. And in spite of what everyone says, I think he's done a reasonable job on limited resources. But I repeat, a player's too stupid to work it out for themselves. Get out there and go slip up. I don't think it's that deep I'm not sure we have to analyse the, the, the comments It was Stuart Kettlewell says a lot And it was just I don't know Fairly general Pre-match fair Was it not? Yeah but we're on till 6 o'clock We've got to keep talking We've got a lot of games To get through <laughs> I have to say uh, St Mirren Queen of the Set South up. Under the watchful eye Of Fraser Wisher It is, it is still a, a much bigger step Fraser But Marvin Bartley's side Boyd by knocking out Dundee United I guess On penalties in the previous round yeah, Sean, we've got a form as well, Gordon, recently in, in, in league games, we've got up and down and consistent, you guys are always uh, watching out for his results uh, during, the, during the 90 minutes, and uh, they, they do score a few goals, they do concede a few goals as well, and a bit like Alaba, they'll, they'll come here knowing that uh, they're the big underdogs, but it's a big game for some of these lads, you know, some of the younger lads especially, playing it in the ground in a premiership club as well, so it's a, a new experience. For them, they'll just come and sit deep, and that's when it's up to St. Mern to, to go and make the play, to go and be creative, as I said, I said earlier. So, I think the way that St. Mern start the game will be, will be very important. You know, they'll need to move the ball quicker. You know, if, they, if they're slow on the ball and they dally in the ball and they allow there's a five man defence to, to get settled, then they're going to have to play in front of that defence all the time. Whereas if they play the way they usually play, a high tempo, St. Mern like to play at high tempo, closing people down. And when they get the ball, they break very quickly and use the pace of Ayunga and McMenamin in the wider areas along with Kilty as well. These are the guys who, who can go and create things. But if they're too slow on the ball, St. Mern, they could get caught out here. So how they start the game is always important. They, they want to get Queen of the South on the back foot and saying, yeah, you come here, you look forward to it, you think create a shot. No, we're the, we're the, the dominant team. And an early goal at Gondale was saying the first 10-15 minutes would, would be very welcome for the St. Mern fans. It sounds windy at St Mirren But then again it always does So I'm not sure if that's uh, out of the ordinary Or not Or how it will impact things on the pitch But let's hear from Stephen Robinson Trying to avoid that shock 
well, first of all, you have to try and get through the first leg of the cup. You know, if we can get through the cup, then it, it, it gets a, a little bit of momentum going again. It'll be a tough game. Queen of South have picked up recently. You know, Marvin's a, a very good young coach. So we expect a tough game. Nothing's an easy ride in this game, and we have to be fully focused, fully prepared, and start the game well. We've got a home advantage, and certainly it's an opportunity to progress. Looking forward to that one for sure. The old Premiership tie that Roger Hanna mentioned between Kilmarnock and Dundee. These are the thoughts of Derek McInnes. We want to try and be a strong cup team. The intention is to get to Hamden and we've shown that against the best teams in the country we can win games against them. So we're trying to, I think in the last 10, 11 years, I think eight teams out, out with the uh, old firm have won a cup. So... So it's almost 50% of the time a team out with the old firm in the last 10, 11 years have won um, a trophy. Why can it not be us? And I'm trying to get that across to the players that we've got to attack the competition. A tough game first. So we're not going ahead of ourselves. But if we can beat Dundee and get into the next round, then the intention is to try and go all the way. You understand the thinking, Roger Hanna. Why not aim high? And if you've shown that you can beat Celtic and Rangers within the space of the same First half of the season If you're Derek McInnes And you're used to getting To the latter stages Of cup competitions In this country um, Is that something Kilmarnock should be looking to Prioritise? Yeah I think it is um, They're already fourth In the Premiership As we said earlier Gordon Day will have One eye on European football Back here at Rugby Park Next season Whether that's through League position Or through exploits In the Scottish Cup Derek McInnes is always keen You saw it at Aberdeen For years Always keen to advance In the cup competitions He sees you know, if you can win cup ties, it helps build momentum. You can take that back into the league games. And he's not one of these managers who rotates squads for cup ties. You know, he, he treats the cups with a degree of deference. And he's a great success. He won a league cup as Aberdeen manager. Um, so he will believe he can take Kelly deep into this season's Scottish Cup. But first of all, they need to get past Dundee and his old pal Tony Doherty. And they haven't beaten Dundee since Dundee came back up to the top flight. And of course, it was Dundee that won the Premiership playoff final here a couple of seasons ago to put Kilmarnock down into the Championship. Yeah, we said everything today is also against the backdrop of the transfer window. Derek McInnes's Kilmarnock recruitment has been excellent, hasn't it? When you look through that team, so many of them signings that clearly tried to fit that profile of players that that knew the league, and they're not all uh, playing today from the beginning. But you know, even Robbie Dees and Corey and Daba are not part of it. Um, we've seen various others get rave reviews. This season coming in Lewis Mayo has been a real standout As we discussed during the break uh, And now adding Gary Mackay-Steven On a longer term deal Than the short one he was on uh, And Greg Stewart again Both amongst the subs today Yeah and as I said to you before Gordon I remember going for Super Scoreboard Down to Dumfries A couple of years ago For Derek McInnes' first game As Kilmarnock manager In the Championship And the squad is unrecognisable you know you think of the quality of the signings Lewis Mayo £50,000 from Rangers you've touched upon Stuart Finlay back at the club uh, you know the, you know, the likes of young David Watson not a signing but developed through the club and now into the first team and he's managed to get a couple of strikers Marley Watkins who he had at Aberdeen and Kyle Vassell back from the USA who has made such an impact here at Rugby Park he was handed the captain's armband at the start of the season and as you say the strength on the bench Mackay, Stephen you mentioned Stuart you mentioned but you can throw in you know the likes of Liam Donnelly as well who I know you know from motherboard days and Daba and Dees as you mentioned and they've added an international goalkeeper today in Mark Berry get it to that bench yeah and of course our final featured game Livy against Wraith Rovers Dave Galloway I'd imagine Wraith Rovers bringing a, an expectant and big travelling support to that one a problem with the box he went into the five live one 
Alright, just to say once, once Sounds like he's busy Just, talk, just talking to someone else Dave, Move on. Uh, Just not too concerned with us <laughs> You're live Dave <laughs> Hello Dave It sounded like he was getting To me Having been there many times oh. I can interpret those conversations Very quickly That sounded to me Like he was getting kicked out of his seat And getting told to move Somewhere else I've been there before So I will uh, Maybe he's, he's Unwrapping his high and mighty I, I, Well that's the thing There is no um, There is no wimpy In Livingston oh. um, But I'll Redirect the question to you Mark Wilson Gordon DL Davy Martindale's Commitment To Moaning about the budget Or pointing out mm. the budget it, it knows no bounds And it You know Back on again today Because This is a team From the division below But pointing out That they've still probably Got a bigger budget than us It's going to be An interesting window I know there was Reports there during the week That, that he was interested In Andy Halliday um, You know And said he couldn't Attract players like that And so on And round and round We go on it really to be honest, Gordon's getting a wee bit tiresome now. Everybody knows where Livingston is, and David Martindale, I think, doesn't need to come out every single week and state the obvious. And now he's he's stating that Wraith Rovers are a, a, a bigger side than Livy, and again, maybe a bit of psychological, you know, warfare I, I, there between the I'm, sides. I'm, but I'm with you, Mark. I, I think as a manager and being there, um, you get to a stage when things aren't going well for you. You actually look at yourself and think. I need to stop this because you're putting negativity all around the place. You know, players are listening to these interviews and thinking, well, obviously the manager doesn't think we are good enough and, and it's shown just now they're not with their league campaign. But as a manager, and that's what you've got. You've got to do your best to lift that club. You've got to do the best to get the best out of these players, get them out in the park, get them organised. We know that David can do that. He can get his team well drilled, well organised. Listen, a wee result today. It will be difficult because Wraith are a good football inside. I just think home advantage for him. He's been a miracle worker. He's run out of miracles and he knows the jigs up. And that's why he speaks the way he does. Week in, week out. Well, there's only one thing that can tell us the full story at full time If there's a shock or not That will determine his mood I'm absolutely certain of it And it'll be interesting to hear What all the managers make of it After we get things underway We're not too far away At all three o'clock kickoffs. We told you already Aberdeen through last night Hearts through this afternoon Rangers and Barton to come later Celtic Bucky tomorrow But who will progress in the cup From the three o'clock games We begin finding out next Tackle the headlines 0141951 Play one super scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL in the studio The top team round the grounds As we get Scottish Cup fourth round Saturday afternoon underway What is the ACA telling us Hugh? There are too many fixtures to run through Focus on our featured games then if you can Home win St Mirren against QOS Home win Motherwell against Alloa Home win Killy against Dundee Away win Wraith Rovers at Livy And I'm going out on a limb here Rangers to win at the Barton St Mirren, Motherwell, Killy A draw at Livy And Wraith to go through after that <sighs> oh, he's, got, ah. he's got Dave Galloway there for the long haul yeah. Well I said at 2 o'clock there would be a shock Can't find one, all home wins yeah, There you go Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy Get the help you need to quit With the Smoking Cessation Programme I do, I love this round of the cup Always have, hopefully, always will I feel like all of our teams always take it really seriously It's just got a real feel about it It's a special competition The big boys 
expect to win it yep. It then forms part of a treble for them If you take that a step further And to everyone else It can offer a real sense of Oh, and we always like it When we get a nice quick start In the Scottish Cup as well But where does it come? Goal flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy 1-0 Motherwell Blair Spittle With a curler from 20 yards in off the underside of the bar Don't need to see it Don't need to see any more Goal of the weekend uh, An assist from Adam Montgomery On his debut And Motherwell lead nice and early Yeah That's uh, that's in there Well and truly settled Gone. What a start He couldn't have asked for a better start Stuart Kelway was right Warning his players Listen We've got to go out Start in front foot Put them under pressure Get the goal There's no shock at Fir Park today The best uh, quote Prior to these games starting Was from Derek McInnes when he said attack the competition now that's great stuff three words sums it all up and Motherwell have done it <laughs> not as quick as Kilmarnock though 18 seconds in Derek McInnes team talk obviously cutting through Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy even by your standards Hugh that was poetic Derek yeah. McInnes attack the competition 18 seconds on the clock oh. there and Kyle Vassell straight from kickoff ball through he taps it underneath the goalkeeper and Kilmarnock lead Dundee by a goal to nil well that's brilliant psychology from you McInnes from you I and think. well I got in lucky uh, but that's real good starts for Motherwell and Kilmarnock uh, long way to go of course but you'd rather have the goals on the board lack of professionalism thank you well, well, Tony well, Dock like should go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this has been my kind of week. Forest uh, Green, that's my kind of football club. Manager, <laughs> 29 days out. out. That's my kind that of thinking. That is what football is becoming now. It's slowly getting there that managers will start to get a month before they lose their job. <laughs> I do think Troy Deeney went about it the wrong way, though, with just, some of his yeah, post-match just, just comments. Slightly. What was he, six games, 29 days And, and a four-game four ban. ban No yeah. wins no I don't wins. think the man's cut out for management at all He may come back somewhere Don't worry about it I mean, what I have to know To determine whether I'll sleep well tonight or not Kilmarnock's official account says it's 20 seconds Roger Hanna says 18 I go, with Roger. I'll I'll go, go with Roger I'm going with Anne I'm going with Anne Going with Anne Hegarty Yeah, <laughs> <Good>. definitely <laughs> He sent me a, <laughs> a picture late at night Roger with a dress on was the <laughs> the the quote underneath the it. Thing, yeah, Did you kept... enjoy your latest quiz on Thursday I d- evening? I did. I, I, you know, I don't particularly like them because I'm not very good at them, but I quite enjoyed. And I thought the wee different bits of Roger and that coming in was was a good touch. <laughs> Tell oh, you what. more goals. There's attacking the competition, and there's attacking the competition. Derek McInnes. Goal flashes with M and D Green Pharmacy. Two. Nil, Kilmarnock, Marley Watkins with the header Both of his front two have scored within the first three or four minutes And Tony Doherty will not be happy at all It was a free kick from the right Glanced home at the near post Third minute of the game Kilmarnock lead by two goals to nil I want Roger Hanna to go down post-match And tell, tell Dell that I said Attack the competition was the quote of the day Pre-match And my goodness if ever a man lived up to his own words, it's Derek McInnes. That's that done and dusted then. What a start that is. Unbelievable, but ridiculous from Dundee. It's two goals within the opening three minutes. Yeah. Is, is shocking stuff. You, you wouldn't see that if you go down some of the fixtures with the lower league teams. So, hugely disappointed. He's got some players in on loan. 
I think it just throws up the question of what exactly were they doing in that winter break? How good, oh, how good a time a did shock. they have? Yeah. How, how good, how much did they did they let the hair down in that winter yeah, break? Yeah, I don't think they'll get another week off. But uh, and was... how much are they missing Owen Beck? It must yeah, be is exactly. he the magic man? That would be a shock again mm-hmm. if we're talking about difference in divisions. One league between them, Bonnie Rigrose won Falkirk nil. Uh, Connor Doan with the goal Producer John is not working today He's off to Bonnie Rigrose against Falkirk Did you see the, the penalty kick awarded to Falkirk last week? Unbelievable <laughs> that, was, that is the oh worst decision I've ever seen in my life That was horrendous He, he died as he was coming round yeah. the bend They get out of jail with that one Was it a last minute penalty that got them the draw? Yeah. That started well today So everything going along pretty smoothly for Falkirk Up until the last couple of weeks not the easiest place in the world to go Bonnie Rig Based on what? Based on the surroundings Just, just throwing that out there Yeah I've Have been you never there. been? Good yeah, pitch been, uh, About 15 years ago Six, I mean You say uh, that Nothing's changed But what's difficult about it? I, I think the surroundings Dressing room pitch Close in Falkirk playing a big stadium <laughs> They like to the play attractive Surroundings Well I told you Aberdeen would beat Clyde And you were Oh hold on a minute That could be tricky You said on Thursday night It was night. tricky Clyde hit the post ah, Before Aberdeen nil, scored was, Well who's in the next round um, I Honestly I've been there And it is a t- Sometimes you've got to be In the right frame of mind When you go to these places When, when look were at you Hearts, there? Look at Hearts today Right Hearts go to Spartans and they're well below it. You've got to be on the ball when you go to these places. I don't care if you say, oh, the pitch is good and everything. The surroundings make it. The difference in that you're playing a team you're expected to beat, you have got to be on the ball. You've got to be a Kamarnock. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Big club doing big club things. Livy nil, Wraith one. Uh-huh. Jack Hamilton previously at Livy, if my memory serves me correctly, through... Uh, long ball forward through and goal fires it through the keeper's legs and Davy Martindale maybe saw it coming Livy nil Wraith Rovers one miracle worker the shot comes runs out of miracles boss burst jigs up and Wraith will just complete the job there good start Wraith Rovers let's do this Hugh Keevans yep the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online I like this question, but I think it's easy. Since 2000, five Englishmen have scored in a Scottish Cup final. Name them. Since 2000, five Englishmen have scored in a Scottish Cup final. Who are they? Hmm. I'm not sure I'm putting that right in the easy category. There's a couple of those names that might be a bit tricky. But anyway, at Clyde SSB, you need to write all of the names on one tweet. Send it over there. And ultimately, you're trying to race everybody else. So at Clyde SSB, let's see what you can come up with on the first half teaser. Dundee have got the ball in the net, but the offside flag is up to start to the game at Rugby Park. It was Luke McCowan's shot, and remember, no VAR in that one. Celtic Bucky Thistle, the only tie of the round with VAR in operation. So we wait until that tomorrow. Even that in itself, an experience for the Bucky players. I think I read they've been given a crash course Hugh yeah in sort of maybe you know kind of what to expect or different just slight different things in, in terms of how you go about it in certain situations well we had one of the players on last night and he described the week from nowhere if you're playing Celtic in the Scottish Cup you know snow all week in Bucky unable to train in Bucky I mean 
what more the Celtic want? They've got a part-time Highland League team coming to play the current holders of the competition at Celtic Park. If Celtic don't score five or six, then they've had a poor day. So what this round of the Scottish Cup is really about, because of course Celtic will get through, but it's more for the Bucky players, an experience that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. You know, and it, it shows the merit of taking those early rounds seriously and, and progressing because this is the, the lottery one that teams like Bucky Thistle need. You know, that, that, this will keep them going for many years to come. Of course, they'll go there. They'll try their best, but they will get overrun. Um, they'll get their day in TV as well. So it's a big occasion for the full club. It's what they, these rounds are about. Yeah, it's a special competition, that's for sure. You said you made your debut in the Scottish did. Cup, did you not? Forest Mechanics back in <sighs> 2002. And by the way... At Tannadice. Oh, at Tannadice. And that day I was on the bench alongside Charlie Miller, Jim McIntyre, Stephen Thompson, and I think it was still 0-0 a long way into the game. They didn't send you on to rescue it. No, 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 no. Once Must it went 3 down the line and went, what one will turn this cup down for us? <laughs> right, Mark, just you keep your head in. You're not involved in this. But I get put on, a, I think it, it was 3-0 by that point in the 80-odd minute. And that was my, my debut, yeah. I started a couple How of weeks later against Dundee, 17. Mm. Yeah, great experience, so loved it. I must admit, I, I didn't expect to be combining Dundee United with Nigerian culture on the show this afternoon but have you seen it? Do you, you know where this is I going? I know where Mark it's Wilson? going Amazing. Do you know where this is going Gordon Dale? Absolutely not question. Hugh Keevans do you know where this is going? Not a clue Well I think I'll just play the clip first because it, and by the way thanks to the numerous people who sent it to me this morning saying you have to speak about this um, on Super Scoreboard this afternoon there was a Bill the Butcher was one of them uh, there was various others who who sent it over saying you just you have to you have to mention it. Scotty was another one. So this is a clip Hugh from popular TV show QI. Are you familiar with its work? No. Okay. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, so there was a British Nigerian comedian uh, Nabil Abdul Rashid. He was on it. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to play it. Let it speak for itself. Every day is a school day, Hugh Keevans. Right. That's all I'm going to say to you. <sighs> I was born in London, but my parents had me move back to Nigeria to make sure I learned to speak English properly. And for that, I thank them. Yes. And um, most Nigerian boys heard at home whenever we did something stupid, which for me was very regular. Um, we used to get called Dundee United. It's Nigerian slang for idiot. Dun- yeah. United. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been around for about 30 years. Sometimes just a Dundee. Just a Dundee is yeah. slang for an idiot. And a group of idiots would then be a Dundee United. <laughs> and, and you can also just call somebody a complete Dundee United. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. I singularly was a complete Dundee United. <laughs> there you go. Actionable. Every day is a school day. That might be the best piece of Scottish football trivia you'll find. Once I heard that, I, I thought... I feel like I, I've been made aware of that before, but it's so ludicrous that I probably just kind of cast it aside and didn't, you know, almost you, believe it. You, but you, you know what's so strange about this, right? My roommate when I went to Dundee United and, and Diggs and my best pal <laughs> was Daniel Ogunmadi. He's Nigerian parents. He, he's never told me that, or he's never heard that, or he never brought that <sighs> See, up. That, that Did you know she? United. Well, you think he would have. I shared a room with him for two years. I actually went to high school with him and primary school, so we were friends all the way through. And he never mentioned that. And there we are, two who's playing for Dundee United, and we were a group of idiots. 
Indeed. Yeah. We've got three Dundee Uniteds in here, no doubt about it. As Morton go one up on Montrose thanks to Grant Gillespie penalty. Um, but if you if you Google it, it comes from a disastrous club tour of West Africa uh, in 1972. They just played kind of small local teams. They drew two all against stationary stores, <laughs> followed by a one nil win against is that Benin Vipers, and lost to Enugu Rangers in a match played in front of 35,000 people. Before drawing with the mighty Jets and ending the whole sorry affair with another hammering by the stationery Six. stores. So 1972, did you say? Yeah. Who would be? It was the Dundee United. Is it not McLean wouldn't be there, would it? Uh, I, I think so. Jim went. Jim, 72? 70, yeah. Uh, Walter Smith was a player then. It, it, by 74, they were in the cup final against Celtic. So there we are. You won't that's forget that in a hurry. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. In Nigeria, idiots are yeah. known as Dundee United. Yeah. <laughs> If you're an idiot, you're just a Dundee. I, honestly, I don't think you've struggled to top that for Scottish Great. football. I did laugh this morning when I, I picked it up on social media. Fantastic. Very good, very good. Thanks to everybody who sent it in. If anyone can add any more detail, we're here for it. We like to be educated. We Well, we need educating, let's be honest, in here. So do it. Send us over your info if you've got any. If you can add any more details to that, Mark Wilson his uh, Nigerian teammate apparently yeah. didn't know so <laughs> it make, does make me a little bit sceptical I need got to get in to touch with him yeah, he's over in America value. just now so I, I need to get in touch with him see if he's heard of that and there we go a quiet start in Paisley Ayungas had a shot that bounced awkwardly in front of Harry Stone but saved comfortably is a, is a quiet start a euphemism for it's rotten well here's the thing it won't be quiet in the dugout because the Palmerston Pep never shuts up Yeah. and Stephen Robinson is quite mm. Is Marvin Lively quite as well? Yeah, Marvin oh, quite loud on the touchline. He's just a loud guy, isn't he? There's no mm. way he's going to go on the touchline and be quiet. I've not had the displeasure of sitting behind the dugout at one of his games, but listen to him in here. That big daft laugh. And he probably won't have much to laugh I about. I don't think he'll be laughing in the dugout. Uh, um, remember the story he told about Sean Maloney when he was the Hibs manager? And Sean, he was, you know, a few weight divisions beneath Marvin. Well, oh, he got right under his skin, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. That was when he was a Livy assistant. Correct. That's right, I forgot a, about that. It was almost a bit of a, we a lost, square we goal lost, on the touchline. Cool, right, uh, yeah. Have you booked a replacement for Wednesday? Well, <laughs> it depends, because it's not it's not every defeat that rules him out of the yeah. following and week. He's, show. And he's playing a Premier exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, my, As long as it's not a scalping. My criteria would be, if he can keep it under three, he'll be in. Yeah. yeah, I think that's Over fair. three, you're on the text. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And if he wins, he'll be on every night this week. He <laughs> can stand out. He'll be in here at half five. It's just in the road. One of my favourite uh, niche hobbies of Scottish football is the language used by official Twitter accounts. Uh-huh. So you just want to be really salty or sarcastic. And it, often the same incident can be described very differently by the two teams involved. So Montrose have tweeted from their official account, Morton win a penalty. I think the striker was snipered down, but the ref saw something. I don't think they're taking it very well. Didn't Edinburgh City do something similar? Did they not lash out at Falkirk last week after that dramatic game? Yeah, well, so they should have. I think think they did. Um, Well, here's hoping everyone everyone cashed out last week when I was just, the opportunity. Uh, I was just in where was Alan Wells beat me at the side. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Cor- see where a corner flag was. Yeah. That's where I dipped. And it's maybe not as simple as you thought. Aloha with some Aloha with some tidy passing, according to David Friel. Well, yeah, you get David, nothing for yeah. passing. It's like in training, yeah. ten passes a goal. You David know, that Friel would just make that up. 
sound exciting. He built up to such a big shock, didn't he? Oh, a bit difficult game, and Motherwell have lost all their players. One nil after a minute. He has to put something out there, doesn't he? They've done a Dini. Goal down, first minute. Bye bye. Game over. I genuinely do remember that. So it wouldn't have been. It wasn't the first game I went to, but the first one. I think it's the first game I can remember clearly. If that makes sense, like in I know, I, did I you know say? I went to games before that, but I couldn't tell you anything about them. But I remember that a penalty shootout defeat to Alawa. Charge yeah, yeah. But again, looking back, who missed the penalty? See, that's the bit I'm not too sure about. I said I remembered it, but not that well. Ninety-six. Um, someone can send me the John Spencer the details. Well, Fraser Wisher played. He could tell us surely. He was. He was telling. Mm, us I, bet he he never, I bet he was standing at the back. I don't take penalties. I only take throw-ins, mate. <laughs> I'm waiting to throw in Throw you I throw in the cider uh, I throw in the cider Remember they used to have The throwing competition On uh, Scott Sport yeah, or Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen won it every year Aye ah, Was Fraser Did he have a long throw on him? Oh that's the only thing He brought to the party Fraser I'll take throw-ins I'll take throw-ins For base sides Apparently you last run week Run away over the other side The in the Partick Thistle Morton game that Morton have got a player That has a long throw And he plays left back though and the first two, the first two minutes of the game, they get a throw in at the corner flag, the opposite side. He walks over. Apparently, oh, no. everybody's watching this guy. He gets the towel, cleans the ball. This towels all around the pitch. John oh. Philibin and Willie Faulkner missed the penalties, according to a combination of David Freel and Fraser. Willie Bishop. Faulkner, there's a centre so forward for you. Yeah. Aberdeen yeah. Celtic. Yeah, had a few clubs, Willie, didn't he? Good player, good centre. And it's John Philibin, just an off night that night, really. Unfortunately, Philippe, son-in-law uh, of Doyle, the snooker man, Ian Doyle, and yeah. Stephen Henry. Yeah. Are a bit, a bit information for you. Know your stuff, and they get that in the quiz next time. Maybe give you a chance of winning. Yeah, <laughs> it was much improved. Well, Twenty this time round. Yeah, what's that? Much, you were much improved at the quiz. I, in, com, in comparison to last year. To say before, to fair, I put all the efforts into the first Thursday. I was gone after. It. I didn't sleep well that night. Um, I was so excited. I thought, I've got a draw. I've done myself proud. People were phoning me, congratulating me, patting me in the back. But then to go on next Thursday was just one too just many. Just one step too and far. And then, then Big Ann walks in, you're thinking, oh, here we go. By the way, I nearly I nearly got to the end. I, I would like to hear that back. Because I get more questions than him, and I didn't seem to be moving down the ladder. You're unfamiliar with how the chase works. Yes, I watch the chase every caught. night. I know. You were you're no Bradley Walsh, let me tell you. <laughs> You were absolutely caught easily. You didn't put me at ease. Bradley puts his contestants at ease. Well, there was so much noise at the end that the, the woman who was foolish enough to marry me came into the kitchen and said, What's happened? <laughs> Somebody, something happened on the program. Uh, Mark Wilson's do, won a quiz. I yeah. do need to apologise to anyone who watched it in the live stream. There was a bit of an incident. We didn't really realise exactly how this would play out but right at the end of the live stream Gordon Diel was apparently spotted with a flexing my muscles one fingered <laughs> gesture no it wasn't I was flexing the muscles to the camera <laughs> and he wonders why he never gets invited on TV <laughs> lots of people <laughs> because lots of people that's sent me what you the, get sent me the screenshot so I am sorry for any offence yeah. caused but if you want to go back and watch we it we kids going to school the next day saying yeah, that I, I saw Gordon Dale doing that <laughs> to <Dad's> the teacher <laughs> have that teacher yeah but you've got to go to the side uh, and make that. I was just showing that I've been working out in the gym that's all working that finger people 
Don't take things the wrong way. It's incredible now. Mr. Andy's on Twitter. He watched QI last week, so the manager was Jim McLean because they showed the picture. But yep. to be fair, it was only when the comedian on it went back to Nigeria when he was called this. He never heard the term in the UK. So I might explain. Okay. I don't know. Your, uh, yeah, my friend. Your, your yeah. lack of... Uh, familiarity with the story but there we go right where are we Karamoko Dembele remember him why well, missed a sitter the other night well there. he's now scoring goals in League 1 for Blackpool and he scored this afternoon still the, of course in the cup against Forrest went to extra time mm-hmm. last two minutes he went right through one and one the goalkeeper tried to get around him tried to be fancy to an extra touch that's Go why on. he's at Blackpool Greg Kilty has a goal disallowed for offside for St Mirren so the Palmerston Pep hangs on their penalty Livingston so a chance oh. however he's not got a rotten penalty record this yeah. season yeah. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Anderson, Anderson hit the post didn't he a yeah. horrendous he one the outside of the post uh, who else but remember yeah. Sean Kelly scored one Kelly. against his brother but then I think he did he miss one as well yeah. I feel like Livy have had Who's a few issues in recent times it looks, it looks like it was Kelly who actually went down shinny to take Ah, uh, he'll score. He's decent. He'll score. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. One one. Do you just it? always stick up for the Shinny family now? Since I like Shinny's. Yeah, you I criticised Graham I unfairly. I watched John Graham last night. And then, terrific, he, and then controlled he, the midleg part. And then he pulled mm-hmm. you up in person yeah. at Aberdeen. Oh, that was so funny. And your By bottle way, crashed. No, my bottle didn't crash because he was too nice. If he'd have been aggressive, my oh, bottle. Oh, he's missed. Sandra Shinny's oh, right. yeah. Hit the Shinny family. Came what did I tell off the keeper, <laughs> and away it goes. Miracle worker has run out of miracles. It's happening every week now. Fate has. <sighs> Got its hand over Livy. What is their penalty record in recent times? I'm going to look that up. Maybe I've made it out to be worse than it is, but it does feel like they've missed a couple. Theo Bayer goes in on the right, but the shot is saved as Motherwell look to double their advantage. Can't do it. I think in all other, any other club, if that scoreline has to remain the same and Livingston had to go out, that would be marked down as probably a sackable offence when you put it together with a league form. You look at Stevie Hamill last year, yep. the way things were going and Wraith Rovers put them out, he lost his job. I, just don't, I, I was going to say, I just don't see uh, that being the case with Livingston. Uh, I don't think there'll be any changes. I'm away in for a board meeting, lads. I don't know how I'll end, but you get into the toilet, look in the mirror, what you think, Dave? Nah, just go for an hour week. Get <laughs> <laughs> oh, a pair of eyes on the way out. But that, oh, that's Stephen Gerrard contract, <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> New contract, lose. Can he win a game? There's 15 million quid a year for you. Oh, I've settled in well over do, here. Do us a favour, don't start winning. What about your man down at Sunderland? He's went in for a half time already, hasn't he? Sacked in the morning. Oh, His own fans were singing yeah. to Michael Beale last night. It's not, uh, um, not a good start, that. Well, people said it at the time, quite surprised that perhaps he got the job yeah. in the way he did after Rangers, and well, it's not going to plan, is it? No, it certainly isn't. Um, and I think there were about 40,000 that game last night, so big club, big um, ambitions. you got to win games, and he's not got off to a good start. Well, yeah. I wish him all the best. Listen, I hate seeing that, because at the end of the day, we've all been there, obviously not Sunderland. Well, I'm sure all of our listeners will agree in wishing you wishing him all the best. Look, he was a Rangers manager, it didn't work, I never thought it would, but he's went elsewhere. You just don't Forrest, keep... Forrest Green getting rid of Troy Deeney in 29 days is one thing, but if clubs like Sunderland start doing it in 29 days, then... The game really isn't a bit of bother So I do understand that You lose to Newcastle First time they've met in 8 years And you get turned over by them People are unhappy Then you lose again in the league match 
But surely at the Sunderland level of operations, you're not out after 29 days. Mm. Mm, uh, there you are, Livy's penalty record. So Bruce Anderson's missed two this season, and Andrew Shinney's missed one. So maybe that's what I was thinking of. I knew there was a couple of significant ones that had gone a begging, and today was certainly one of them. They're certainly doing a very convincing impersonation of a club who have run out of road yeah. and they, they look as if this is a season too far in the top flight and the cup won't last long either. I do. Uh, listen, everybody loves David. I know I, I feel for him. Obviously, Mark, you know what like it is not to be winning games week in, week out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do, do you still keep picking yourself up? Not that. You just need to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, I wonder what charity show this is going to end up. I think about. I wonder what my payoff's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder when it's coming. Uh, yeah. um, quite interested in the, the shape, Gordon, and what Motherwell have chosen to do because Adam Montgomery, we said that during the week, he's been seen as a kind of winger or does he left back yeah, is he going to play wing so he's playing left wing back today with Georgie Gent who is very much the kind of wing back or full back he's ahead of him so Georgie Gent ahead of Adam Montgomery um, I wonder if that's a sign of things to come as to how Motherwell will line up they'll, they'll need more attacking players for sure whether that is you know wide players well, or he tend, he, he tend they don't to, tend to sign wide players yeah he was he was in a little habit of going in uh, some games with the three strikers I don't think that's a formation that he'll be able to do now. I think Montgomery gives him good balance in the left-hand side. I like him. I think he's got a lovely left foot on him. So, uh, good that he's settled in. And obviously, Andy brings that bit of experience when we get him up to match fitness in the mid-left part. So, it's not all doom and gloom unless oh, they lose a goal. Are you sure? flashes <laughs> with M&D Green Pharmacy. It was always going to be this guy I had some friends round this morning Motherwell fans We were looking through the Aloha team And saying oh, Connor Salmon Is guaranteed to come back And haunt Motherwell And indeed he has Maybe there is a shock in the cards Motherwell won Aloha won. It was a breakaway he, he was racing through a lovely curling shot He finds the corner And Aloha a level at Fur Park That's why David Friel ah, Is at the top yes. of his field He knows his stuff He knew that wasn't going to be an easy one Connor Salmon Come back to haunt you is... Hold I just, on, I hold on. I, I forgot David, just... David Friel said when, when asked by Gordon Duncan Is there a shock there today? I don't think so it's not, I mean, he was, But he sounded unsure He sounded Yeah calm, calm down It's not even half time That's in the bag <laughs> You were you were giving David Freel it Five nah, minutes ago Saying listen, uh, First minute go He's I know, He's got it all wrong I know uh, But to be fair to David He did recognise that Alaba were passing the ball about He's obviously <laughs> up to his game As a journalist um, So uh, Yeah I think that The Motherwell fans um, Roundabout David will certainly not be happy But it's uh, still a long way to go there mm. I still fancy Mother will they get to And win that comfortably Could well, be a big goal though That's yeah, for sure Yeah it certainly you know, it, it causes a bit of alarm uh, And that's what clubs like Aloha thrive on On Cup Day If you sense that the opposition Are jittery because you've equalised And I go back to it Stevie Hamill lost his job because of a Scottish Cup tie. Stuart Kettlewell got the job because of a Scottish Cup tie that was lost when Motherwell felt it should not have been lost. So, it's jittery time. When was the last clean sheet Motherwell kept? 
You're going with, if the because you're looking at you're me. looking at this opposition today. You know they're sitting fifth in League One. You're thinking this is their best chance to build a wee bit of confidence, keep clean a sheet. clean sheet, score a couple of goals, and I still believe like Daz Motherwell will go through, but. No, it shows how fragile they are at yeah, back. Yeah, 0 against St Mirren away, wasn't it? 16th of December, but there haven't been many. That was a kind of outlier. At uh, home, they, they seem to leak goals for fun. Uh, really Hugh, if you could remind us of your teaser, Let please. me tell you that Mark Wilson has four of the five answers Does already. He? Wow. Since 2000, five Englishmen have scored in a Scottish Cup final. Who are they? Okay. I, I, I can't believe you think this is easy Hugh to get all five when you look at two or three of those names in particular uh, let's try and eliminate some of the wrong ones although it has to be said most of you are getting it right I can see a shout coming in for Chris Sutton nope I can see another one for Scott Sinclair you would think but no you would think wouldn't you yeah um, I think we've got them during too. that Brendan Rogers era <coughs> Um, but it is not Scott Sinclair So keep your guesses <laughs> yes, coming please Anton Deck I've got all five yeah. now I don't know how Well to be fair A lot of it was Mark's work I just come in at the end as usual Ghosted in at the far post Yeah exactly He done the he done the running off the ball Looked busy well, you know, I was wondering I if there was a potential it. Not not a shock as such But a struggle at Brewing Because Hibs hadn't heard much from them at Forfar But they've just been given a penalty And it's been saved Joe oh. Newell's penalty Saved by the four for goalkeeper. So there you go. Mm, so you start to so much wobble from, a little bit. So much from warm weather training in Dubai. Come back, can't even take a penalty. Uh, yeah, it's Dubai, not the ideal place I, to go, is it? After Forfer. that freezing cold and forfar from Dubai. Do you know mm-hmm. what? I was completely different. Oh, yeah, sorry, there's another one I've just said about the the Twitter accounts. Forfar Athletics official account. Penalty Hibs. Scandalous decisions. <laughs> <laughs> just tell us what's happened. We don't we don't need the we don't need yeah, an opinion you're, piece. Your feelings on it. Yeah, I didn't. I, like I didn't actually didn't mind playing at Forfar. No, Forfar was okay. I, I didn't mind that it's at not, all. It's not Dubai though, is it? I think that was the point you was trying to make. No, but it was Mark who made the point about it's not the ideal place to go. Uh, no, nowhere is apart from Dubai. When you're coming back to anywhere in the UK from Dubai, it's no idea as well, isn't it? Ah, but for first, okay. I take the view the club have wasted their money. <laughs> they've, they've taken this lot out to Dubai, given them warm weather training. They come back because the temperature's different. They can't cope with it. Exactly, a lot of them. It's incredible now. I wish there was a player nowadays. The journeys they get. Yeah. yeah. You we know used, what I missed all mean, the winter break We don't even like holidays We used to I play golf I used to go to Porta Down <laughs> You know what I mean That was a highlight of our pre-season Jimmy Nicol Irishman Where do you think we're going Porta <laughs> Down On we go <laughs> I missed all the, the mid-season break So when I was coming through At Dundee United The mid-season break was there But I was still a YTS And the first team used to go to Florida Every year Then when nice. I get in the first team they scrapped the winter break I then played And then when I retired Or was on my way out They brought it back again So I missed it all the time Listen Heart bleeds for you How many Fancy trips did you go on as a Celtic oh, player? In the summer In the summer exactly. I was alright <laughs> We did not too bad Yeah the old first class travel Was Honestly, pretty was decent Disgusting mm. The choice of meals you used to get and, oh, What was your favourite one? Is that what you remind of? Yeah Oh it's oh, going to be the first oh, one When we went to America stuff. And I'd just signed six months previous and we were going to America, we were touring like the, the East Coast and somebody said, we've got business class, but you need to be a certain age to get it. And what? I'm 21, 22 at the time and what? I'm going, 
because it was, you know, there was some youth players there. I right. think like Simon Ferry and that was kicking about, and I was thinking, if I met the threshold, and you only knew when you get handed your ticket and checking, oh, I got one. Did you? I was so happy, and the rest <laughs> were sitting in <laughs> premium yeah. economy. Was it like twenty one, twenty one and over. But got Gordon, the, Gordon the was big seats. into that because he brought twenty one. Uh, was it twenty two? And younger were in a week before the rest in pre-season. We did all the running at um, Crown Point running track, and then the next week, all the big hitters came back, and they were saying, "How was pre-season for you?" And they're going, oh, "It was really difficult. You've got that coming. We had to do it again with them another week of that, and then we jetted off to to America. Different in now, your day. now the penny drops. That's why Simon Ferris says he was a crawler with striking. He oh, was up. He was up. Yeah, up in business class, first no, class. Uh, he's up in first class. Movies on. God, the, uh, oh, it was amazing. amazing. It was amazing. Ah, we did that. We ah, did that plenty of times. I'll get your soup gaffer. I'll get it. I'll get it. You wait there. You wait there. Where, <laughs> still, where are you? By the way, it still remains right one of my favourite right times on. in this show at Hamden, where he came up when I was speaking to Gordon Strachan and no, he tried I, to be funny and Strachan didn't even know. Aye, you what? He played against me in cup finals. That's how he put you right in your place. I know. I was brilliant. Oh. oh, and you seen him just slope off, just almost <laughs> moonwalk at the conversation. I turned round and he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, anyway, um, there was a bit of a, a hold-up at Livy, treatment to a Livy player, they've missed a penalty, they're a goal down to Wraith, it's all going you-know-what, until... Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. <laughs> they are now eventually level, it was on a bit of a tight angle really, uh, but in the end managed to drill the ball home and give the home side... The lead, it was actually, so it was Montagno who'd gone off with an ankle injury. Mackay had just come on, but Jamie Brandon it is with the goal, and Livy are level. Much but, needed. Down yeah. in their luck, and David Martindale will think that, with the opportunities he's getting in terms of penalty kicks and missing them, and he'll think nothing can go right. But at least they're back in it. Long way to go, though. And producer John will have regained consciousness because Falkirk have equalised at Bonnie Rig Rose. Indeed they have, so they're level levelling a few games now. Mm. If we're looking at potential shocks, then you'd have to say Motherwell one, Alloa one is in the balance. Livy and Wraith Rovers are a division closer to each other, but still they're level also. St Mirren haven't found an opener against Queen of the South yet, so there's not much doing. Surprisingly, the easiest game so far is the all premiership tie. Kilmarnock were two up within three minutes, and that's the way it has stayed. Dundee looking for a way back in. But it's not come yet But the Kelly juggernaut Has moved into a lay-by Because you're two up after three minutes And 33 minutes later You're still two up So you just have to be careful That Dundee don't snatch one before half-time yeah, And You get, get to half-time, you two You'd be over a moon Absolutely Over a moon yeah. with that The next goal there is so important Because if Dundee get it you know, there's always a way back. Come on, not get it, then they're through at the next round. Fraser round. says, not much happening there. 34 gone, St Mirren dominating, but Queen of the South comfortable at the back. This weekend, last year, we did have a couple go to penalties, didn't we? Mm. I feel like I remember this very scenario. No? Brilliant. Thanks, mm. for, thanks for helping me out yeah, with well, that. It's a hard one to jump in in there, because I can't uh, really remember, uh, but I'm going to trust sure. you. Yes, I'm we did. sure it was. That was enthralling. <laughs> I wonder if Bill Marvin's part in the bus again, remember? (laughs) Was that last week or a couple of weeks ago against Falkirk? The worst football, but we found out that he had the majority possession. I didn't think Kylie Oh yes, Big Brian Woody! 
Yes, Ross County nil, Partick Thistle one. Is that going down as the shock? Perhaps it's not. There isn't much between those teams in terms of the pyramids, but Partick Thistle are one up in Dingwall thanks to Brian Graham. What a weekend he's got because tomorrow his Partick Thistle women's team are going to try and get in to the Sky Sports Cup final. Of course, he does both roles. Rangers beating Celtic in a five-goal penalty-laden thriller last night. So Rangers are through, uh, and it'll be Partick Thistle or Hibs that join them. Big weekend for Brian Graham. That's what I said. Uh, Partick Thistle should not be scarred by the memory of the, the playoff match which they lost at Ross County. They should be driven by it. And Brian Graham is the Lauren Shankland of Firhill. And as long as he turns up, they'll have a right chance. He's been a great signing for him, is he not? Yeah. Absolutely terrific. He bangs the goals in for fun. Yeah, you're right, Gordon. I watched his interview in BBC Alba last night. Uh, very interesting indeed um, And obviously a big game tomorrow against Hibs In the semi-final He was asking about you the other day Yesterday Graham, I didn't even know Brian Graham knew who I was Well I think that's what he was asking yeah. like, who, right. who, who is, is he? Is he? Unlike Gordon Strachan He does know who you are yeah. like, what, like, yeah. What's his deal? Because he was, he was watching the quiz the other night And he says what is he like? Is he, is he actually as stupid he, as do, that? And does he want me to come on his coaching staff? Is that what he's trying to get that? No, I don't think that'd be Well I tell you what possible. If you look at his gold record He's probably catching up me Did we Gordon look at the Dazzler With that wee look in his face that he has for We Gordon was all over me He was hanging on I was like gaining him a carry code to the top I was like Gordon go off go off go. I'm going to toy you yeah. He gave him the look you as in Yeah who is this? No, he didn't. This I was a high conversation. I was a low five. I was a low five, was a low five Gordon, to the wee guy. Gordon Strachan's got the best range of facial expressions I've ever seen. Do you know why? Head. Do you know why I know Gordon so well? Because when I was getting introduced, introduced into the Hall of Fame, Gordon was there, and I had lunch with him before. The, the event and we sat there and went through some great laughs and times about the Scottish Cup final and playing well, even more it. surprising then that he told you where to go when you tried <laughs> when you tried to ridicule Mark Wilson to him yeah. Yeah. anyway I was right there we go last do you not remember last year St Mirren and Dundee Drew went to penalties no yeah Parted no no that penalty. was that one yeah Hamilton Ackies lost them uh, Hamilton Ackies beat Ross County in penalties oh. at this stage last year Great. Can't remember that one. Absolute classics all coming back to you. Yeah. Mm. So much to remember throughout the year. Yeah. All we remember is the final. Remember how hot it was. Oh, we had the sunglasses. Remember nice. my sunglasses? It was amazing. And that's what, yeah, by the way, that's what you've got to think of as a player. You know, you go to these grounds far away and no ideal, small dressing rooms and that, but you've got to think of the oh, Not picture. always, though. I remember, and the reason it's etched into my memory because I was going away for an overnight after Celtic against Hearts. There was obviously the lockdown one, but the one before that, and it was torrential. Never stopped raining. Also, speaking of games you're scarred by as a youngster, the game that you claim to have scored in against Motherwell. But it oh, was a, that wasn't so good it either, was, was it? I, I that was score. pouring down. So Actually, I played in another it. one. The one uh, Celtic beat is 1-0 with Dundee United Scottish Cup final, and it was torrential rain. Well, there you are. All day. Exactly. Last year's was A photograph popped up, uh, you and I, with, and I had sunglasses. I don't own sunglasses. You took, oh, you took Gabs mm-hmm. Oh it was a Gabs oh, That's who it was uh, Teaser please Hugh If you can Okay Since 2000 Five Englishmen Have scored In a Scottish Cup final Name them Right come on Get your guesses in Please At Clyde SSB You need to try and beat Everyone else to it So send them in Lots of you are Giving it a really good go I have to say There's not too many uh, That are miles off 
um, and some of the more obscure names I can see getting a mention, so uh, keep them coming if you can. Did you just say you don't own sunglasses? No. Not one pair? Not one pair, no. I don't wear sunglasses. I've never told you this. I've told, I've <laughs> I don't wear sunglasses. And I, don't I don't know wear, why I find that so strange. I, that, I don't wear skip hats. Oh, I thought it was something else. So, having the misfortune of being abroad with him, I've not told you this before. Right. We went and played golf in Spain. I, I remember he's going. Yeah. He's never worn sunglasses, and <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at this because there's a health concern here. He doesn't wear sun cream. Oh, oh that's right. dangerous. That. Think about that beak in the sun. <laughs> <right. clears throat> yeah, factor eighty on that. And just, just you know, in a way that only he could like, <laughs> as if. He's never even considered the concept of sun cream. <laughs> just didn't wear it and never just put any barbecued for the five days. No, I just. But I sunglasses, go. even here when you're driving, even, even in, in the winter, you need them. I, I don't wear sunglasses or skip hat. Never ever. I can't. I can't come to think it. I've never I, seen you wear oh, a skip hat. To be on. fair, no, I'd back you up on that. You can't be wearing a. I, I can't pull off a hat either, so I don't uh, mind uh, that. There are three things I don't: sunglasses, skip hat, wedding ring. <laughs> Never <laughs> Three, it's a no-no Moving swiftly on <laughs> That Partick Thistle call was the last one uh, That we had to tell you about Nothing else has happened since uh, We'll wait and see Will we get Andy Halliday introduction at half-time? Yes. For, for the half-time draw Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point um, Muller will have gone a bit quieter Yeah oh, oh. The chance from the Alawa crowd Al Halliday, Halliday, Halliday they're one Andy on. Mm, it's not going to plan so far. Level in that one. Uh, Livy Wraith level. St Mirren Queen of the South level. So Hibs are a strange one, aren't they? Yes, Hibs uh, four for Hibs level. Yeah, you would told you they wasted their money. Took a bunch of scrap to Dubai and they come back. By the way, I mean even a draw there does that put him under? You know pressure well, it as well. Nick settled today though, doesn't it? Yeah, of so. course. But a draw in full day. The Hibs fans surely looking at what he's doing just now. And we've said in this show that he plays attractive football but with the wrong personnel. I'm wondering who they're bringing in in the January window because he will be judging that. But where they're sitting just now in the league, Hibs no, fans I, won't be happy. I don't think they'll be happy, but I don't think they'll make that change. I think that'd be silly. They just, they're chopping changing all the time. They've got to give the lad the January transfer window, see what happens, and then the end the season. Well, will we see any of the... Josh Doig money being reinvested into the Hibs team because that five million move yeah, that the Swallow has now been confirmed. We were talking about it last night. Interesting move. Uh, well, they, they, they've been waiting for Bill Foley's money to come in. You know, they're, they're really hoping that the man who owns Bournemouth will be allowed to be an investor at Easter Road and they can use that. But uh, I mean, it's unthinkable for Hibs to go out at Forfa. I think that's it, a good idea The Money I, I, I Coming in Used as a feeder club For your clubs I don't see why It should be stopped I have to say Because it, you know If it if it prospers Hibs Makes them better uh, I mean All clubs In Scotland Are feeder clubs To an extent Because if somebody Comes and wants Matt O'Reilly They'll get him ah, That's not That's not feeder Though is it You know this, That's a million miles away From any sort of thought Of yeah, but, dual but, ownership or. Yeah but but he doesn't want dual ownership. He, w- he just wants to be an investor in the club. Mm. A dual dual ownership is not permitted under the rules. So uh, he wants to invest, and in I think if people want to invest in clubs out with Celtic and Rangers, they shouldn't be prevented from doing so. Mm, well, we will see. It's one to watch with interest for sure in the coming weeks. We've got enough on our plate during these three o'clock games today. There was another injury hold up. Turner down for Wraith, um, but should be okay. Going to be a good while added on at the end of that first half by the looks mm. of it. 
How many of the guys are sitting to the games just now going, please don't let this go to extra time? Every one of them. That, Every oh, one of them. I had no extra money, guys, for extra time. Same fee. Sitting there, I remember Livingston and Wraith it was, and I honestly was thinking, right, how can I break the kit? And I'm looking, <laughs> I, I thought I couldn't do another 30 minutes of this. It was horrendous. Some people are actually, I've ever heard. Some you, people actually have to go and work for a living, and you're complaining know, about getting scientific. I, I got there, but my clock stopped at five o'clock. You don't see workies. By the way, speaking of my debut for Dundee United in the Scottish Cup, I think I made my debut for an outside broadcast for Radio Clyde at Livingston v Morton. I think it was in the Scottish Cup as well. I got sent by myself with the kit, thinking, <laughs> opening it up, going. I, I, with us. I used uh, to play in the Champions League. Aye, yeah. and, and now somebody's entrusting me with us. But here we have a proud, a proud radio station celebrating its 50th anniversary. <laughs> and a man says, <laughs> how can I break the cut? <laughs> Hugh, I was honestly, I've never been so cold in all my life. The game was absolutely terrible. And I'm thinking, I need to get out of here. I'm not sitting here for an hour 30 minutes. <laughs> Right, and I'm looking. Oh, that's for, disgusting. I hate that from you. Look, I really do. I know, there's no, there's no. Oh, oh, Partick Thistle have gone two up at Ross County. How? I mean, just how would Partick Thistle do against Morecambe? That's what you've got to ask yourself, really. Oh, yeah. That would be a good game, by the looks of it. They'd be tight against each other. And it's half time. Great time to score Derek, and all that as Derek the cliche goes. Ross County nil, Partick Thistle two, half time. Derek Adams is turning into the Michael Beale of the Heelands. Mm. Scott Robinson just will back get, for injury He's a good player isn't he? Yeah let's yeah. round off that teaser Hopefully I've got a podium to tell me who has been the winners You ready Hugh? Yep The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football For the best football news and opinion online Since 2005, Englishmen have scored in a Scottish Cup final. They are Josh Ginelli for Hearts, James Vincent for Inverness Cali Thistle, Gary Hooper for Celtic, Danny Granger for Hearts, and Alan Thompson for Celtic. Really good response to this, and lots of you got it right. I have to say, brilliant knowledge out there. Uh, in third place was Derek FM. Well done to you, Derek. Celtic stats and trivia. With a name like that, you'd expect him to be good at these mm. things. Second place, and the winner was Dylan Patton. Well done for winning the first half teaser. We'll get Gordon DL's favourite quiz format, the Who Am I, a bit later on uh, once the second halves get underway. Inverness looked like they could be heading for a tricky opening half against Broomhill but they've opened the scoring uh, not one second of stoppage time at St Mirren which maybe tells its own story Fraser yeah it does tell its own story very little has happened uh, even in the way of injuries or anything at all it's been a very very tame affair so far St Mirren nil Queen of the South nil and one of those games St Mirren dominating possession but good chances few and far between Queen's very comfortable at the back since build up's just been too slow allowing Queen's back three to settle but uh, to watch at the other end, Zach Hemming's been virtually a spectator. When Jonah Younger did have a shot early on, it's a sharp turn on his shots from 20 yards, bounced awkwardly in front of Harry Stone, the young keeper, had his body behind the ball. Skipper Marcus Rader then got his head to a boy in one's corner. It was the closest that came to score. And really good save by Stone at full stretch, just under the corner of the post, and the bar he turned the ball over. Greg Kilty did have the ball in the back of the net in 19 minutes. The goal was disallowed for offside, though. Younger, really good shot in the turn. Saved well by Stone at full stretch to his right and Kilty turned the rebound into the empty net but the flag was up in no VAR. 
to check. 28 minutes, Kilty again, close to the opener. Left foot shot from 20 yards curled, about a yard wide, stone at full stretch, was probably beaten. Queen's comfortable at back, as I said earlier, but rarely seen an attack. Connolly, very lively and good on the ball in number 10 position. Lewis Gibson burst forward on the left-hand side. Looks so like his dad, Willie, the way he runs. And he had a half chance. He tried to go around Goggins, but Goggins blocked his shot well. And Connolly then... His touch let him down for once in the game. Gibson with the cross on the left-hand side. Six-yard box. Connolly in space. Just had to bring it down, but his touch was heavy and Hemmings jumped on the ball. Paul Mackay then had a shot from 25 yards for Queen's over the bar. And then Stone at the other end was very quickly off his line to foil kilt. It was a long ball over the top and the Saints winger was first to the ball. He got a touch, but Stone stood up really well and chested the ball away. The game needs a goal. Saints will need to up their tempo if they're going to break down this Queen's back three who have played very well so far. Half-time. Nil, Queen of the South nil. What about Motherwell against Alawa, David Friel? Yeah, what about Motherwell? Half time, Motherwell 1, Alawa 1. I've just watched the Motherwell keeper Liam Kelly go off shaking his head and a few cheers from the fans as well. I think everybody's wondering where Motherwell are going in this game and how they're actually level because they've dominated. But they are 1-1 at the break. Connor Salmon played for Motherwell about five years ago. He didn't have the most prolific spell, but he's come back to haunt his old club today with an equaliser. As Alloa fans, very rowdy, tiny bunch. Dream of a major upset here. Motherwell, as I said, they've dominated, but Salmon claimed a brilliant level up, and you can feel the nerves around Fir Park right now. Motherwell got off to a perfect start. Bruce Whittle grabbed the opener in the second minute. Adam Montgomery's been excellent in his debut, setting a perfect cutback from the left. Spittle took it first time in off the underside of the bar. Motherwell looked confident at that moment. He kept probing for a second. He created chances. Blair Spittle had a shot blocked after a good, good move down the right field. Bear, he then broke into the box. He was denied by PJ Morrison. But Stuart Kettlewell, he never really looked settled or happy in the touchline. He demanded more from his players. Alloa playing some nice stuff, but didn't really offer a threat until the 27th minute. Stefan Skugel led a breakaway. He found Salmon on the left angle of the box. He thought he was going to cross it, but instead the 37-year-old opted to go alone, curled a superb finish into the bottom corner. What a goal it was. It was Alloa's only shot on goal in the first half, but it does seem to have spooked Motherwell a little bit. As I say, Stuart Kettlewell, not the happiest man, doesn't have much on the bench, and he needs more from his players to avoid a major, major upset here. Half-time, Motherwell won it's also half time whistle starting to go elsewhere who was next it was Roger Hanna a fast start to the game at Rugby Park how's it been yeah Kilmarnock 2 Dundee nil. if you're going to lose a goal lose it early Gordon and if you're going to lose two well maybe lose them early as well Did they were two down inside two and a half minutes at Rugby Park disaster to start Kelvisell the home skipper scoring after just 18 seconds poking out a leg to knock the ball under goalkeeper Adam Legsons and it dribbled over the line for the opener. If that rocked in D-Bank, then Hills well worse was to follow Danny Armstrong's free kick in from the right there was Marley Watkins, a glancing header at an near post beyond Legsons for 2-0. Dundee have huffed and puffed they've tried hard to get back into the game long throw-ins from Joe Shaughnessy being a real weapon but Kieran O'Hara making his first start in the command that goals managed to deal with most things. Stuart Finlay, he enjoyed an escape after 29 minutes slicing across inches past his own post. It was in a couple of saves from O'Hara. First from Amadou Bakayoko at the near post before Dara Costello and his Dundee debut glanced ahead away from Luke McCowan's corners. Dundee problem they deepened when goalkeeper Legsons had to come off injured after 37 minutes. Harrison Sharp, the third choice goalie, just recalled from a loan spell at Dunfermline yesterday. He came on but it was O'Hara again called into action before the break punching away another throw in by Shaughnessy and a corner by Luke McCowan and McCowan came close in stoppage time at the end of the half to giving Dundee a foothold back a Yoko playing him in a left foot shot from just inside the box but inches wide of the post Dundee will really need to buck up their ideas because that was a disastrous start Kelly 2, Dundee 0 uh, Still waiting on Dave Galloway Livy against Wraith as it's so many 
uh, injuries and it's now a corner to Wraith I'll tell you what we'll give you the half time picture from Livingston after these Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Halftime whistle has now gone at Livingston Let's get the story there with Dave Galloway Halftime Livingston 1, Wraith Rovers 1 What a start by Wraith Who took a 5th minute lead Aidan Connolly with a ball over the top And Jack Hamilton's uh, shot Went through Shamal George's legs Livingston came in to think Scott Pittman last one over the bar Andrew Shinney had a shot charged down And they won a penalty when Shinney Was brought down by Callum Smith But Shinney's spot kick Just to show how unlucky some people can be it hit the post then keeper Kevin Dabrowski and somehow stayed out the host though they kept at it they kept kept the heads up and they equalised deservedly after 33 minutes Jamie Brandon blasted into the net from a very tight angle on the right hand side after a, a long ball by Daniel Mackay a really good finish a close keenly contested cup tie so far with some uh, rather meaty challenges shall we say and um, a few delays for treatment as well could this game be headed for extra time there's little to choose between the sides at the interval. Rovers finishing the half with a bit of a flourish forcing a couple of corners which came to nothing. But at the interval, it's Livingston 1, Wraith Rovers 1. Interesting games then. I'll bring you up to speed with the scores in the Scottish Cup. Full time, Spartans 1, Hearts 2. At the break, Airdrie 0, St Johnston 0, Ayr 0, Kelty Hearts 0, Bonnie Rig Rose 1, Falkirk 1, Forfar 0, Hibs 0, Inverness 1, Broomhill 0, Kilmarnock 2, Dundee 0, Livingston 1, Wraith Rovers 1, Morton 1, Montrose 0, Motherwell 1, Alloa 1, Ross County 0, Partick Thistle 2, and St Mirren 0, Queen of the South 0. The second halves are coming up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.